An entitled Karen demands that a pregnant woman move from a special seat on a bus, claiming that this lady was lying about being pregnant just so she could get this special seat. Here's what happened. So this was three years ago, and I was seven to eight months pregnant at the time. I had two doctor's appointments at two separate hospitals. This is all due to being a high-risk pregnancy, as it's called in the UK. Because of that, I could not drive, so I had to do a lot of bus travel that day. Everyone in my family was working, and my partner was working as well, to try and save for his paternity leave. At about eight months pregnant, my feet were swollen. I was huge. I ached, and I just wanted this to go smoothly for me. And to top it all off, it was the middle of July, so it was incredibly hot for me. So I had just had my first hospital appointment, and I was on the bus to go to my second one. On the bus I was taking, I sat down on the designated baby, mother, and elderly seats on this bus. It was pretty obvious that I was hugely pregnant, but I sit with my bag on my lap because the area I live in has a lot of elderly people who travel on the bus routes, so I didn't want to make anyone feel like they couldn't sit next to me if they needed to. I should also note that on this bus at the moment, there were 35 seats available and only four passengers, including myself, on the bus. There were plenty of seats for whoever got on the bus. This is going to be important later. The bus stop after I got on, an entitled Karen and her daughter got on. The Karen paid for her tickets, turned, looked straight at me, and after walking over to my seat, she seriously asked me to move. And I was in complete shock that she was really saying this to me. I told her that I'm not going to move because I did need to stay seated. She then started to get loud and looked at the other passengers saying, These seats at the front are for the elderly, pregnant, and people with families. I need to sit here with my daughter. I looked back at this entitled Karen and I said, I am pregnant. I will not be getting up to walk while the bus is moving. Also, I fit the criteria. This seat is literally for me. At this point, her kid tried to chime in and told her that there's lots of seats in the back and that we can just sit back there. But the entitled Karen said, no, this girl needs to learn respect and needs to move. She doesn't need this seat and is lying about being pregnant. You had better move right now. So I moved my bag onto the seat next to me, braced myself on the poles and stood up revealing my huge baby bump. I looked at her and I said, I'm not moving one step. Now leave me alone. Now this was not a subtle pregnancy. I was massive. I was probably looking about nine months pregnant at this point. When I stood up and yelled at this entitled Karen, all of the color drained from her face. At that moment, an older man at the back of the bus burst out laughing and started clapping. I turned to look and I saw him applauding me. I just gave a small smile, then turned to sit back down. I couldn't help but notice that the entitled Karen had walked up to the bus driver and was saying something but I couldn't hear over the engine sounds. Eventually, the entitled Karen shouted at the top of her lungs, Just stop the stupid bus already! When he did, they got off immediately, completely in between two bus stops on a busy national speed limit road. And they were between two different towns. They were literally around nothing. In fact, this was actually a road that went through the middle of the forest nearby. So who knows where they were going to go or what they were going to do in the middle of nowhere. Needless to say, I'm happy that I didn't have to give up my seat and that this entitled Karen got put in her place. This really is a great story because you know what? People like that drive me nuts. She tried to say that this lady was faking being pregnant when she literally could not look any more pregnant. How entitled and disgusting do you have to act to make someone move from a seat like that? Like, my first instinct if I were to go on a bus and I see someone sitting there is to think, oh, well, they probably need to sit there. But thankfully, this entitled Karen got put in their place. And hopefully the next time they ride the bus, they'll just take an empty seat and act like a civilized person for once in their life. An entitled Karen demands to use the employee bathroom, so I had to shut her down and tell her no. This happened at work about a week ago, and I have 
haven't gotten in trouble for it, so I figure either the managers don't care or they agree with me. I work at Costco, where most people know we have forklifts and a lot of machinery in the back that could be very dangerous. We have those yellow do not cross belts that we hang so people know not to go in the back where the employee section is. As I'm walking into the area where the two employee bathrooms are, I hear the forklift screech to a stop and slam on the horn. I look to the side and I see a couple and their young child right in front of the driver and waving at him. I look at them and say, excuse me, what are you doing? This is an employee only area and you can be run over by a forklift. This entitled Karen looked at me and said, we just need to use the bathroom and we saw these. At this point, she was pointing at the bathroom in the back. I said, ma'am, this is an employee bathroom. If you need to use the bathroom, you can go to the front of the store and use those. Those won't have forklifts nearby. When I said this, I was hoping that this would be enough to get her out of the back and away from the dangerous machinery. But she wasn't having it. She said, we are already here and we need to go. I then put on a stern voice and I told her straight up, you need to get out of this area. It's only for employees. Then the entitled Karen said, so we can't use these bathrooms? I looked at her straight up and I said, no, you can't. There is heavy machinery back here. You can go to the front of the store where the normal bathrooms are. After I said this, this entitled Karen got incredibly angry and gave me a look while the dad just grabbed the kid and walked back the same way. My co-worker driving the forklift sat there the whole time just staring at them and watching it play out. After I walked back to my department, I told my co-workers what happened and one asked if I let them use the bathroom and I told them absolutely not. I'm not being paid to babysit some idiots who are obviously too dumb to know where they should and shouldn't be. Good for this employee for stepping up and saying no, you can't use these bathrooms because knowing my luck, the one time I say sure, go ahead and use the bathroom is the one time they slip, fall, break their ankle and then I get blamed and sued for some kind of negligence of some kind. When it comes down to it, you gotta follow protocol and protect your job because some customers will try and do everything they can to wiggle past the rules just for them. And I really think the original poster is gonna be safe here. You really should not get in trouble for following company policy as well as protecting yourself as well as the company from possible liability because that would be an absolute nightmare to deal with. And I know if I was in their shoes, I would not want to be mixed up in that because very quickly I would see my in the unemployment line well before this case even gets started. My boyfriend has a best friend who's a girl and I worry that they are getting a little too close to each other and I don't know what to do. So I've been with my boyfriend for seven months and we've been friends for several years. He's been friends with this girl for about the same amount of time although they were probably closer before we were. I've met her and I've hung out with them multiple times. She is very sweet to him and they both try to include me sometimes when they hang out which is why I wonder if I'm just overthinking the situation But there are legitimate situations that make me concerned as to what's going on. For one, they text almost every day, usually throughout the day. She comes to him constantly when she's upset, as well as when she's having boy problems or when she's been drinking. The other night, she was trashed and started texting my boyfriend about all kinds of boy problems that she was currently having. They also hang out alone most of the times they do things together, whether it be at her house or in her room or when they're running errands together. He also used to buy her things a lot. Like when they hung out and she saw something that she wanted, he would say something like, oh, I'll just get it for you. He even got her a Valentine's Day card as well as some candy this year. Whenever we are together, he talks about her a lot. If we're together and she sends him something over the phone, he'll stop what he's doing and say, oh, look at what she sent me. Isn't this a cool picture? Stuff along those lines. And to top it all off, my boyfriend said that if we ever had any problems in our relationship, he said that he would go to her, which was really disturbing to hear. 
For the record, we haven't really had any fights, and we're on good terms, and we settle disagreements pretty quickly. Overall, I don't really know what to do, or if this is even a reasonable concern. The last thing I'd want is to initiate any sort of rift in their friendship, but I can't shake the feeling that I'm getting more and more uncomfortable over time. How can I approach this with him, if at all, and still maintain their friendship? Because the last thing I want to do is tear that apart. What should I do? This is definitely a tough situation to be stuck in. I can completely understand where you're coming from, where his female best friend seems to have a better relationship with him than you do, and that can be really concerning. And it's also kind of concerning to hear that he would go to her if you guys had any issues. That could definitely be seen as a big red flag. But I think overall, I think you just need to talk to him and find some kind of boundaries. It seems like he really values his friendship with this girl. And I think that's exactly what it is. It's just a friendship. I would be more concerned if there was any indication of flirting or anything along those lines that would lead you to believe that there was more than just a friendship on your hands. And from the sounds of it, it doesn't really seem like there's anything like that. So I really wouldn't be worried about something that isn't the case because that's just going to drive you nuts otherwise. My girlfriend of four months is constantly in a bad mood and I honestly don't know what to do or how to handle this situation. First, a bit of background. My girlfriend and I met on a dating app five months ago. We both gravitated towards each other because we were both single parents. Our kids are coincidentally four days apart, which laid the foundation for a great start to the relationship. We both come from horrible past experiences and we're both kind of hesitant and nervous at the start. But after a month of dates, almost every other day, we decided to make it official. Everything at first went fine and dandy. We laugh and we get along. We share great experiences together. But unfortunately, I have become increasingly concerned about my girlfriend. She is, to me, my dream girl. The way she held herself and the way she talked when we first started was so magnetizing. In fact, our kids get along great. I seriously see a future with all of them. But one thing keeps holding me back. She constantly goes through mood swings and they're always usually more negative than positive. And that's not to say that I don't have my moments either, but I'm extremely more optimistic than she is, and I always find myself having to be the caregiver when it comes to emotions. I put mine aside to help her with hers. I tend to steer clear of saying what's on my mind in fear it will lead to arguments, which have seemed to become a common occurrence lately. We've talked about communication, and we both agree that communication is the key and crucial to any relationship, but sometimes I get a lot of nothing is wrong, followed by miserable vibes when we are together, as well as super dry text messages, which leaves me very confused as to what's actually going on, or if anything is actually bothering her or not. I don't like the fact that I have to walk on eggshells because it just brings back times from my previous relationship, but despite it all, I choose to keep quiet so a storm doesn't happen. She knows I'm there for her anytime she needs it, and our children have bonded so well with each other, as well as with us. So because of that, I don't want to call this quits, but I'm getting emotionally exhausted trying to keep up and I can feel it bringing down my optimistic side. I try so, so hard to always reinforce positive discussions, but it feels like it's never enough. She will be okay for like a day or two and then it's back to square one. I don't want to lose her, especially since I've seen her at her positive stages and is the main reason I fell in love with her, but I am totally torn on why and how she could have flipped her feelings so quickly. I'm always the first one to kiss, to hug, to be affectionate, and it makes me wonder if she's just losing feelings for me. Should I just stop wasting her time? I guess I'm just looking for advice on what to do and if there could be any way I can derail this train before it gets worse and hopefully get back to the person I fell in love with. What should I do? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a rough one because five months is really early for you to feel like you're walking on eggshells around her. I think you really need to have a serious conversation with her and explain that this is really becoming a problem for you and that this is affecting your relationship with her. You obviously love her a lot and you want to make this work, not just for the two of you, but also for your kids and hers. They've bonded really nicely and I'm sure that makes you really happy. I know if I was in your shoes, I would probably be really, really excited that my kids have another set of kids that they can try and call siblings. But this is definitely a hurdle that you have to get over. So hopefully that conversation goes well. And hopefully there's able to be some kind of significant change. Because otherwise this is just going to cause problems. And for the sake of your kids as well as your relationship, I really hope it works out. My husband is really controlling about what food we're allowed to eat. And it's honestly starting to cause some problems between the two of us. And I'm not sure what to do. First, for a bit of background. My husband and I have been together for 8 years. My husband is 35 and I'm 33. We've been married for three years as well. It's a pretty happy marriage, and generally, we get along great. We see eye to eye on most things. We don't have any kids, and we're very career-minded. We love to travel and agree on housework and the division of labor. I do the cooking and the trash. He mostly does the dishes and the laundry. About once a week, we partner up to clean the apartment top to bottom. It's a good arrangement overall, and we're both very happy. However, there is one issue that keeps coming up, and it has brought me here today because I would really like some advice on how to handle it better. Despite our similarities, we have two very key differences as they pertain to this reoccurring issue. For one, he is a very meticulous planner and can get anxious if plans don't go his way, while I'm a lot more easygoing. The other issue involves the fact that he usually eats one big meal for the entire day, while also having some breakfast, as well as the occasional snack. But I am very different in this regards. I rarely eat a lot in one sitting and prefer to graze and eat small portions frequently throughout the day. Usually, it's not an issue. We will go out to eat and I'll take half of my meal to go and I'll just finish it later or on the next day. However, whenever meals have to do with plans, his anxiety enters into it and we end up arguing and I end up crying. Then he will apologize more to end the fight and it all stems from the fact that he would rather not see me cry than try to understand the issue. Because of that, all of this just repeats over and over again. For example, my birthday is in two weeks. We had planned to take a nice long weekend and drive up the main coastline to hopefully see some fall foliage and get some chowder at this little place that we love 
that closes at the end of September. He rented a small cottage on Airbnb, and we were both very much looking forward to it. But fate conspired against us twice. First of all, our dog sitter texted us and said that she and her fiancé were moving to Canada in two weeks, so she wouldn't be able to watch our greyhounds as planned. We started looking for new sitters, but our boys are special needs, so we weren't having much luck, especially in that tight of a time frame. Then, he received word that he'd have to travel for business the day before for my birthday, and he had to do this to meet up with an important client, so there really was no workaround. My birthday trip would just have to be postponed. I was disappointed, but I understood. It was sad for both of us that we would likely miss the foliage, as well as that restaurant that serves that delicious chowder that's about to close up shop for the season without us getting a bowl. He promised he would figure out something fun to make up for it, and I made plans with friends while he was away in Wyoming. This being Labor Day weekend, we both have today off, so he He surprised me with a day trip up the coast to get some chowder. It was very sweet of him and I was very excited. We left early in the morning for the six-hour drive and grabbed breakfast on the way. I ordered a coffee and three donuts, planning to eat them along the way. But somehow I only ended up with one. This is going to be important later. So we're driving and while the leaves haven't changed yet, the scenery is still lovely and we are chatting about how much fun it would be to retire later in life this far north. As we're driving, we see signs for a little farm that mentions fresh peaches. I absolutely adore peaches, so I ask if we can make a quick detour. The place is adorable. I buy some preserves and some peaches, and I notice a sign saying that they have fresh peach ice cream, which according to them is the best you've ever tasted or your money back. I ask for a sample, and it absolutely is the best peach ice cream I've ever had. So because of that, I order a small container with just two scoops. Nothing major. My husband asks if I want a lid for the container, but I tell him no. I'm fine without one. We go over to the checkout area and he asks me if I want to see if they have any ice packs or a cooler. I tell him once again, no, I'm fine. We get back in the car and I start eating my ice cream. I've had one donut all day and we've been driving for almost four hours, so I'm a little hungry. I eagerly dip into my ice cream. My husband then asks if I would like to pull over so we can get the insulated bag we keep in the trunk. And once again, I tell him, no, I'm fine. I get about halfway through my ice cream when he loudly asks me to please stop eating that. I ask him what his problem is, and he says that he's worried I won't have room for the chowder that he has been driving six hours just to get, as well as another six hours of driving just to get back home. I tell him that I'm fine and that I only had one donut instead of the three I had planned, and that we still have two hours to go before we get there. Ice cream is mostly liquid anyway, and he wouldn't care if I were drinking something instead of eating a small cup of ice cream. At this point, he gets annoyed, and he says that I always do this and that I constantly ruin my meals by snacking all the time and he said this in a way that comes across as really hurtful. I didn't have the best upbringing. He knows this. I used to get slapped for not cleaning my plate as a child and he knows this aspect of it too. It took me years to get over the feeling of guilt and just general badness when I didn't finish all of my food. I am personally just so much more comfortable eating smaller amounts throughout the day. I don't like feeling very full I guess. I couldn't stop myself. I wasn't trying to be dramatic, but I teared up. I put the rest of my ice cream in the cup holder and turned to look out the window. He noticed, of course, and apologized. But I know it wasn't because he understands that I know my own body and could happily have eaten two scoops of ice cream and a big bowl of chowder with oyster crackers two hours later. He was only apologizing because he wanted me to stop crying. All because he doesn't like arguments. I know his anxiety around wanting to plan this awesome surprise for me and worrying that I was going to ruin it by not 
being hungry when we got there. And I know that this is what made him snap like that. And I tried to explain to him that he just needs to trust me and that I know how much I want to eat and I know what his plan was and that it didn't make sense to me that he planned this amazing day to make me happy. And instead of letting me enjoy my surprise peach ice cream and being happy, he would then turn this on me and basically make me cry over some ice cream. Even after explaining all of this to him, he then asked if we can just let this go and move on. But I can't help but feel that this is very unresolved. We've had this same argument before, almost verbatim. We have dinner plans or it's a holiday or there's a party or a function of some kind where there's going to be food. And if I have anything at all to eat, even hours beforehand, he'll get annoyed and snap at me that I'm going to spoil my appetite or that I won't be hungry for dinner. Personally, I don't like being hungry. I hate that feeling and I am so much happier keeping a more even level of snacks and small meals during the day so I never have to feel overly hungry or overly full. I don't see what's so wrong about not finishing everything or asking for the rest of my meal to go. It's not like I would have eaten that much more chowder if I decided to finish the ice cream or not. I was probably going to eat the same amount regardless. This constantly keeps happening and I honestly don't know what to do. It sounds like your husband is trying to act like a parent more than he's being a husband. I understand that he's got anxiety. I understand he has these serious plans about what he wants to do, but that does not mean that he needs to interject himself into your eating habits constantly. Like, that's just obnoxious in my opinion. And there's really not a good excuse for that. He needs to do a much better job of maintaining his own emotions and not taking it out on you. And mind you, this is all over eating ice cream before you get chowder. The original poster has it right. There's no reason to freak out over this. And I think you definitely need to have a conversation with your husband about how weird and controlling he's being towards your eating habits. As well as the fact that he's treating you like a child instead of a partner. Because this behavior is absolutely unacceptable. As there is no good reason why he should be bringing you to tears, only to then try and force you to drop the subject. I don't care how much he doesn't like confrontation, it's time for him to man up and be better. Otherwise, this problem is only going to get worse. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.